0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.
1: Well, it's a marvelous night for a moon
2: dance With the stars above in your eyes A
1: fantabulous night to make romance Need the cover of October skies all you know, the leaves on the trees are falling To
2: the sound of the breezes that blow. And you know, I'm trying to please to the
1: calling of your What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you, and happy Memorial Day. And a big thank you again, and a salute to the veterans and their families. And I thank you, and without you, I couldn't do what I do now. So I thank you and of course it is Memorial Day and but markets are open uh electronically and of course in other parts of the world and uh as they gapped higher uh last night uh they've decided that they're not so happy today. Uh, a lot of issues going on in Italy with the, the with the possible impeachment and overthrows and uh, banks and all kinds of stuff, which has helped the markets reverse. And of course, we continue to see uh, the euro currency under some heavy pressure, pushing the dollar uh, much, much higher. Uh, we see uh, oil uh, getting waxed again. And of course, we know that that's not a real big surprise as the, uh, the Saudis and the Russians decided, well, we've stolen enough money and now let's start putting it out there again Uh, you know we'll make a lot on the way down with prices and you know this is you know i I like to call this the uh great american train robbery you know this is where once again in right in the height of driving season where the demand we know is going to be the highest we get the uh the, the somehow the the magical shortage the the imaginary demand for oil pushing prices uh, to the moon and of course we say this and we'll say it again that just watch the profits on the oil companies and we'll see these miraculous profits even though we might have had some shortages and i any and again, i just find that yeah <laughs> it actually just pisses me off i mean that would be the the easiest way when you know of course we, we get we have too much of the overall overall market manipulations uh you know again in the in the uh, the the quest for the almighty dollar uh we take a product that everybody needs and of course we make it uh, we make a shortage of it so that we can continue and we we claim that there is a high demand and that everything is great and then of course what i don't know what happened magically between last wednesday and today, when oil is down almost 10%, did, did, did something magically happen to change that dynamic? You know, I, I, again, I, I just, I, I, I marvel at the, at the way that it's presented. And again, this is not a new story. And, and you know, I, I, I remember, you know, going back 40 years how these things happened and nothing has really changed uh, we get, you know, some some bright ideas. And of course, you know, we've talked about this before where, uh, you know, that uh, the, the 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 for the Saudis came to the frackers, I believe, and asked them if they want to create the shortage. And, you know, and all of a sudden here we are with dramatically higher prices paying ridiculous amounts for oil, for gas. Uh, at the pump and add into that the stupid taxes that they get to add on to the product. And here you have it. So in the meantime, to me, it would appear to be uh, the the peak is in the tops of oil are in the markets now. Uh, And certainly I see no reason that we're not going down to the 50s, if not lower, Uh, But again, you know, I suffered through it and it doesn't mean that it's over. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go back up again. But I don't see it. I didn't see it in the first place. It didn't it wasn't logical to begin with. It certainly wouldn't be logical now. Uh, And but yet here we are uh, with an illogical problem. Uh, But again, a lot of this is created by our good friends at you know where. Uh, and of course it comes down to a money issue and we now see uh, interest rates uh, falling again Uh, you think that's natural i don't know i i would i would tend to think not Uh, but again you have what you have and and this is always an issue that we get to deal with in the meantime the equity markets uh, have sold off you know pretty good overnight but I'm not really all that concerned. I mean, the pattern itself suggests that there's a, ch- a fair chance that we could make new highs again. So I wouldn't get too aggressive here. I think one of the things to remember always is is don't, don't put yourself in a position to get too aggressive when markets are not suggesting that there's an opportunity if you are. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of things uh and, and I do believe as you know that I expect a big market sell off but it doesn't mean it'll be tomorrow it doesn't mean that we won't go up and make new highs first and I think that is something very important to understand is is where where where, where are we going next and based on the chart action based on the volatility and based on the pattern and most likely, we're going higher next. All right, you know, again, uh, the, this thin trade on a holiday Monday uh, doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's again, it is thin. So, and there is some fear. Uh, I think a lot of things are overdone, but in the at the end of the day, it's where they are right now, and and we can't change that right now. But I, I think when you see. The markets reopen and not just trading electronically and there's actually people around, we might indeed see that that rally, uh, you know, that, that gets us possibly up close to new highs. I mean, we're not all that far anyways, uh, but again, longer term, I'm looking for that, that sell-off. I'm looking for the markets to, to, you know, have a meltdown for a while. Uh, before actually, I mean, you know, in my eyes, this rally, this big rally from 2008 is over, or 2009. Uh, and we'll turn around here. And again, one more pop to new highs would, would be no surprise. And certainly if I were going to play the big indexes, it wouldn't be from the short side yet. Uh, and I want to remind everybody that you'll have plenty of time should the markets be ready to go down to get in. We're not going down in one day. And I, I just, I, I know the fear of missing out gets us all. Uh, but this is not going to be a one-day event. The markets will not collapse in one day when they go down. And when I say collapse, I'm only talking about a sell-off that will you know be created into a bear market. But again, 10 years from the date we get that meltdown, the markets will be an average of 8% higher. Okay. Remember, the stock market is the greatest source of of building wealth if you do it diligently and you do it properly and you put yourself in a position especially if you hedge your portfolio to go along with that so again we are not against the stock market I am not selling my 401k my SEP IRA the things that I have ever okay, until I'm retired and then hopefully I want to sell them hopefully I'll leave it for my kids but at the end of the day you just if you know how to protect them you don't have to churn them you just know how to protect and put yourself in the best position and that's what i believe but i do expect a pretty big sell off at some point this year we'll see how it plays out in the meantime it is memorial day happy memorial day and again my salute and thanks go to all the veterans and their families in the meantime, don't forget to download the show at LibertyTalk.fm every single day and help us get to our goal of one million downloads a month. And we're going to step out of here for a break. We're going to come back with Jane King, Lila Max Media, the continuing report right after the break. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz on Memorial Day. We'll be right back more after the break. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report, all about star reporter, all about star business owner. What's up, Jane King?
0: Oh, uh, just looking forward to uh, the weekend in summer. Um, it's going
1: to be a great summer yeah well chicago it went from 30 to 80 here we are it's sorry it's summertime <laughs> no,
0: all of a sudden it's like 90 bam so
1: <laughs> from heat to air conditioning right away hey listen so what did you think about the uh the canceling of the summit were you surprised did you you are you shocked what were your thoughts
0: <laughs> well I, I saw the headline come across so you know i was surprised that it that it kind of happened. it was um you know not announced, and there was no kind of leaks about it or anything, which is surprising in and of itself, but I think you know I, it's funny to watch the media react to this stuff because I mean to me it's like look I mean I, I think Trump said, um you know Kim Jong Un was kind of getting cocky, and you know they didn't show up for a meeting, they kind of they stood up the Americans, he was you know kind of trash talking and stuff, and Trump's like, okay, dude. If this is the way you're going to do it, I'm canceling it. Get in the right frame of mind, get serious, or we're not going to talk. And so I think he absolutely made the right decision. I think they're still going to have a summit. I don't know if it'll be on June 12th or not, but I think they're still going to meet. And I think something's going to be worked out here at some point. I think Oon wants it. Um, I think he's just trying to save face, and he's just, you know, this is just the way he is. Um, So... You know, it's funny to watch some people. They're like, oh, it's a failure. We knew it would collapse. And it's like, it hasn't collapsed. I mean, this is just all part of the process of getting to the end goal. And so it's just, you'd think these people would never negotiate anything before, the way they react to this.
1: The art of the deal. I mean, you know, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. look, he's, I mean,
0: anybody who's been through you know, a serious house purchase or a job negotiation or, you know, does this kind of stuff. I mean, it doesn't have global implications, but, you know, you, you play little games, you pull back, you're, you know, you you put your foot down, you set boundaries. That's exactly what Trump is doing. So everybody needs to just calm down.
1: I look at I love Trump for this reason, OK, that he is the first president that I can remember that is flexing his muscles and saying hey we are the king of the hill and you're not going to knock us off if you want to work with us you need to do certain things and i and i and i can respect that because i think that it's about time one of our presidents had enough you know what to step up and stand up to everybody and say look we're happy to be with you we want everybody to be peaceful we want everything to be great for everybody but you're going to not take advantage of us anymore what do you think
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I, f- I read the letter um, that he wrote, and I thought it was really good that he put in there. You know, this is, would have been great for the world um, because this is—I mean, it's is not just the U.S. and North Korea. Um, this is, you know, South Korea and Japan, and you know, the Asia Pacific region, and Europe's involved, and China, of course, is a huge part of this. So, um, you know, I thought that was a really important point to make. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he—he he was like. Okay, Kim Jong Un, if you're not going to be serious about this, I'm not going to sit down with you until you get in the right frame of mind to negotiate. So I think he did the right thing, and um, I think you have to be able to, whenever you're negotiating, walk away. Um, and he's the United States does not need North Korea. Um, North Korea needs to improve their economy. I believe he wants to. Uh, the U.S. has offered to make investments in North Korean companies. I mean, this could be. Absolutely transformational.
1: You mean the, anorexic, the, the anorexic army it's, they have there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, do you remember like 10, 12 years ago that people were eating bark? They were eating bark off of trees because they had no food. That's terrible. This is not a strong country. It's, it's horrible. And, um, you know, I think he's just playing games. You've seen how far he can go. And um, I think Trump put his foot down. So I, I totally agreed with the decision. I get it. And
1: we'll see what happens next. So, from your background, off to another topic. But you know, oil, oil has been a big story, and and everybody keeps talking about how oil is great for the economy, higher prices, and and and, and that we're going up because of demand, and we need more. And, and you you have a background this, but I, and I've said all along that this oil rally is BS, and it's more driven by fear. Uh, things that are going in the east it's more being driven by OPEC because they want to make sure they help Saudi Arabia with the Aramco IPO and that when oil is in what they call backwardation, oil should actually probably at some point start to head lower, which did done in 2007 and uh, in, in, in 2014. Do you have any thoughts to that?
0: Well, I think um, OPEC has already said that it might consider um, ramping up production again at its June meeting, so we might start to see oil... Um, Head back down a little bit. We've got four-year highs, and it happened fast. Um, so you know, good for Texas and Oklahoma and all the people that work in that industry because they've just you know had a hiring boom trying to fill it out. I mean, I don't. You know, it's I, I've always. I mean, in terms of, of demand for oil, I think I think that is going up as the economy improves. Um, we've got gas prices at four-year highs, but we're going to have five percent more people traveling um, by. Uh, at least 50 miles from their home for memorial weekend um so there's still big demand for it and people are confident about the economy so i don't know i mean it feels like we've run up pretty far we could sit around you know 75 to 80 for a while i think in oil
1: well i'm un- unfortunately i believe that the oil companies are sticking it to the american people because they know it's driving season they know they're going to be in their cars and they're pumping these prices up why well, that's <laughs> well, what i believe that I,
0: always happens i
1: like, mean like
0: l- ahead of memorial day um you know, but we're, I was looking at 75 cents a gallon higher than last Memorial Day. So, I mean, it's
1: been a big jump this past year. Yeah, well, reason to take advantage of it. I mean, you know, listen, we've been, we've seen this movie so many times before, and I guarantee, I guarantee you, you hear the whining about high prices for the production end and everything else. And, of course, I guarantee you'll see record profits, once again, from the big oil companies, because this is what, this is, this is not a news story. But I, I think the real question is, Jane, is, is, we don't we shouldn't be using as much oil as we're using anyways we at this point in time we should be far advanced into uh, electric or, or or natural gas or sun and I'm want to wonder what you think why are we not farther along when based on our technology and based on what we know and i mean my thought is always that well big oil still kind of runs the country and and that's until they can figure out a better way like the tobacco companies they're going to continue to uh, be fossil fuel is going to be the number one fuel what do you think
0: Hmm. well i um first of all i agree i think that um alternative forms of energy are a great thing i don't think we should be any dependent on any one source of energy whether it's solar or wind or oil or natural gas or coal or whatever. I think if you spread that all out. I think it's good economically. You've hedged your bets in case there's God knows what happens somewhere that you can't foresee that's going to drive prices crazy. So a diversified energy policy is, is definitely a good thing. Um, I think, you know, I really you know, electric cars are kind of new. I mean, they've been around a while, but people are just Starting to warm up to them, um, GM. The, the prices are going down. You know, Tesla's got his Model Three. That's a problem, but GM has a cheaper electric car. Everybody's getting involved in them. Um, there's all kinds of regulations across the globe, particularly in Europe, that um, they're making uh, the emissions go down. So electric cars are going to be really popular there. So I feel like just over the past like three years or so, the governments, economics the American public psyche has kind of gotten on board with electric vehicles. I, I think the sales of those are going to go up. I think we've seen um, kind of a, a change in attitude about that. Um, you know, there's like, there's wind farms that, you know, there's a lot of political fights about that. I, I grew up in Indiana. They want to put wind farms up there. People stopped it. Um, it's just been slow. I mean, when you're looking at something that's so transformational in terms of energy, it's going to be slow going. But I, I think... We're going to have diversified forms of energy going forward. Even the big oil companies are investing in it.
1: Well, I think that's what they're trying to do. I think you're trying to let them catch up. Uh, and just quickly, you and I talked about the trade wars. And of course, so far, all grain prices have done has gone higher. <laughs> That's yeah. you know,
0: funny how that works.
1: Well, I mean, you and I both thought that it wasn't going to be a really a big deal. And I think that, you know, we discussed it pretty much at length. And I think that you're going to continue to see higher prices because at the end of the day, there's so many people. They need our food. And basically, it's going to be the same difference. They're going to buy from Brazil when the, when the real is cheap and when the dollar, you know, it just it's, it comes down to a finance deal, not a, oh, a, a yeah. trade war deal. What do you think?
0: It's all economics as it always is, right? So, um, yeah, well it's you know that saying and you're a trader, so you know this, like the market will do the most damage to the most amount of people possible. And like everybody was like, Well, you know, soybeans are going down for sure. China's not gonna be buying and you know, here we go, they go up. So that's uh just the way the market works and you know, it's it's not it, it's been good for the farmers so that's a great thing i'm always happy about
1: that uh, me too and jane king i'm always happy to talk to you have a great memorial day weekend and as always thank you so much for being here thanks Bob. you too and that was jane king lila max media the Kitchen report and this is the bubba show todd bubba horwitz and of course remember to download the show each and every day at liberty uh, don't forget to get the Sporting Edge on the weekends. And of course, don't forget about our high school investing program, highschoolinvesting.com. Check out the curriculum. If you want to help us out and help us continue to provide these services to our youth, then go to Patreon, dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. This is the Bubba Show, top of boards. We'll see you back right after the break. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report at Bubba at Bubba we want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, TheBubbaShow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to Crypto Investor X with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and myself, Todd Bubba, Bubba dot com. And Matt, you know, as we went to break, we were talking about, you know, the pump and dumps. Now again, this is not a new <laughs> pump and dump is not new. I mean, pump and dump has been going on anytime time since there has been money, okay, or some exchange, there has been pump and dumps. And you can I mean, obviously the famous ones are the the Wolf of Wall Street, but there's there's a million penny stocks out there every single day that get pumped and dumped. I mean, why is it so criminal again it's not right but why is it everybody's after after the bitcoin or the crypto world when these guys operate regularly in the equities as well i mean where is the regulators and the outrage there
2: no you're no you're absolutely right i mean especially the you know penny stocks get pumped and dumped all the time and uh you know every everything does i mean look at silver how manipulated that is silver is you know, insanely manipulated. And anybody that's read anything about silver knows how badly manipulated it is. I mean and we all sit here and we're like, oh, you know, the CFTC gets more complaints about silver than any other commodity out there. If you added up all the complaints about any every other commodity next to silver, it's a smaller it's a smaller number of emails. Like more than fifty percent of their emails come in complaints about silver being manipulated. Do they do anything about it? No, do they know who's manipulating it? Yes, but they just let it keep going. They, they basically allow it, which is amazing to me. But uh, no, you're right, everything, you know, I think I, I told you once before, I, uh, I bought a stock that was a, a pump and dump scheme, didn't know it, this was back in college. Uh, you know, when I was first, uh, you know, looking at, you know, investing in, in stocks, and I saw a, a stock with a perfect sine wave that always peaked at the quarterly report and always troughed in between quarterly reports. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, one day it came to an end. And I heard, you know, it was a it was a bulletin board stock. I, I heard it about about it on CNBC, which is a bad sign when a bulletin board stock is mentioned on CNBC. It's Never usually that good. And uh, it was the Gambino crime family that was doing the pump and dump. And I was like, okay, that's money I'm never going to see again. So, uh, you know, I was I was trading in and out of it, but I was in it and uh, lost everything I had in it. But look, that's you know, that's a learning experience, unfortunately. But that's you know, <clears throat> it should be we should try to prevent
1: it, but. I mean, again, I'm, I'm 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 all for I'm all for ending it, and and but again, it happens all the time. I mean, listen, the, you know, there was a back during the election and and before there was a big talk about spoofing, right? Yeah. And everybody spoofs the market, every market. You know, did you, you, you mean to tell me that somebody who owns a home doesn't spoof that, that somebody wants to buy it for more money? so again this is just part of natural markets i i don't know why we we get so upset about it i mean i guess rewards.com is going to start offering cryptocurrency rewards how do you think what do you think about that
2: yeah no i think that's good uh uh but as far as spoofing goes i mean it's just you know basically it's just bluffing i mean so what i mean if you're going to say you're going to sell i mean you see that again in the metals all the time you see Oh, you know, 100, 200, 300 contracts of silver, for example, will come up for sale. And you more or less know it's not real. But uh, sometimes it is, but very, very few times it is. Um, But like you said, it's just, you know, it happens on all markets. Uh, But the rewards thing, I think, yeah, that's great.
1: You know, again, it's just to me that you're just seeing a much bigger acceptance. Um, You know, it, it was accepted right away by the, by the uh, the the bookmaker joints and and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with um, you know now that they legalize some gambling in states now you know they can now bet on games and you know certain obviously not everybody has it yet but it's they took it away from the Fed and it's the states decision it's gonna be interesting to see if the casinos you know like to take this cryptocurrencies as as, as payment because the online casinos love it in fact they give you a bonus for using it
2: yeah no I mean I think the that we're not far away from you know physical you know casinos taking it i mean you know every all kinds of physical locations take it so why wouldn't why wouldn't the casinos do it and uh they may convert it right right into cash if, if that's what they want to do but yeah i mean i think they just they'll probably pick a select few to, mm-hmm. to accept otherwise you know maybe it becomes more complicated for them.
1: Yeah, you no, know, I think, I mean, you know, it, it's probably more similar on the Coinbase model right now, which is the easiest exchange for me. And again, I'm not yeah. saying it's easy for everybody, but just they only offer, what, Ethereum and, and Bitcoin and, and, and uh, uh, Litecoin.
2: Bitcoin Cash and Litecoin, yeah. Yeah, and they only do the four, right. So I think, you know, for them, it's it makes it simpler and easier. But, uh, you know, they're going to add more... As as we go along, but they're very slow to add. I mean, that's why, from a from my perspective, there are so many other cryptos out there to trade. You got to go to like a Binance or a Bittrex and uh, or some of the other ones, you know, Huobi and some of the other exchanges that allow you to to buy the. Um, there's just you know, two thousand coins out there, and it's, and and a lot of them have merit. A lot of them don't. I mean. I'd say 80, 90 percent of them are are not worth your time, but they're either scams or just bad ideas. But uh, there's enough there that you need, you know. For me, I I want to be out there finding the good ones. Oh,
1: that. you're a searcher. You're the guy who finds it all for us. That's what you do. Yeah so are you you know as, as you as you look at, at the 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 industry and we we see the the different ones now Bittrex when i first tried to open there i couldn't get in there was like they they, they weren't taking any more new customers or it was really complicated but i think Bitrix was there was no they weren't taking anybody new customers is that still a problem or have they figured out a better way to do their thing
2: no i i'm pretty sure they're taking new customers now they just had so many applications per day they couldn't they couldn't handle it so they just shut it down to catch their breath and expand you know their their systems so that they could handle the, the additional customers Binance did the same thing right around the same time so uh, you know for a while there it was tough for anybody that wanted to get into the so-called altcoin you know universe because both these exchanges shut down and they were you know for Americans they were very popular
1: I mean, it's amazing, you know, that, that 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 would be one thing that's a concern to me is is why weren't these exchanges built big enough to begin with when it starts? You know, I tell you, I always wonder, you know, when they build a new road and it's obsolete before the road even is even finished. Right? right. Why are these why would somebody in the technology, especially in technology age, why would you be obsolete before you really get going? I just don't I don't I don't comprehend that. Can you do you have any light on that?
2: Yeah, probably cash i mean the the fact that i mean a year binance basically began a year ago right so i mean like they only had so much cash to build out you know their capacity and then uh you know they their growth was just explosive so like you know even though they thought they were they were they all all along i assume they were they were ramping their capacity but they couldn't ramp it as fast as demand which was which was amazing i mean they were getting a quarter million applicant one at least on one day they got a quarter million applications in a day so i mean they just you know they they just couldn't handle it um, they, and it was probably just an issue of how much money do we need to I mean, I don't know if it's just a matter of adding another server or or, or if it's something more than that uh, that was restraining their capacity, but I don't think they expected it to be that fast. I mean, that's what's amazing. Binance didn't exist a year ago. Now it's, you know, the biggest uh, crypto exchange. I think they do something like $12 billion of trade per day. It's insane.
1: Wow. I mean, look, The the, the industry is exploding. As you and I have talked about, it is very much like the Internet of the – Of the 90s. And, and of course, you and I both agree or believe that it's going to, uh, you know, be very similar. And there will be some survivors that, you know, there'll be many that will go out of business like Pets.com. And, you know, I I remember CMGI, you know, because it was funny because I remember being short a couple of those and I couldn't take it anymore because they kept pounding me every day. And then, of course, they went broke. But, you know, I, I, I almost went broke before they did. So it was always an issue. And you know, I, I I see the same thing happening in here in 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 this specula this this speculative world. Uh, but again, I do think it, it it stands the test of time. And again, in your guess, and then there's no way to know, but you think there'll be twenty coins, fifty coins, a hundred. What would you be your, when it's all said and done, ten years from now? What do you figure to be standing? How many?
2: Uh, that's yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, the the I think the real question is how many. You know, platforms will there be? Because, you know, you could say, how many internet companies are there today? Well, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands, right? I mean, some are, you know, some are small, some are huge, like Amazon and Google, and uh, but they're all, see, they're all built up, their applications, uh, I would call them, built upon the internet. Like the internet is the is the so-called protocol layer. It's the big layer that everything else is built upon. The internet. Nobody questions. Oh, is there? Could there be more than one internet? Because at the time, there was only one technology that came along that uh, that was that protocol layer. Today, when you look at Ethereum and EOS and uh, Tron, even and uh, and a bunch of others, uh, Cardano, you're talking about you know platforms upon which you could build the Googles and the Amazons and these applications, and of those. Um, I don't think there'll be that many. I think there'll be, you know, three or four at most. I mean, I think, you know, the one that works, some might work better for some applications, some work, might work better for others. But basically, that's the internet layer. Like, that's the lowest layer that you build everything else upon. And all these other coins are you know, do something specific. They aren't just a currency coin. Right? I got to cut you
1: short here. We'll get to some there. Is the at the break. This is Crypto Investor X with Matt Demner, DemnerResearch.com. i myself, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Crypto Investor X with Matt Demeter, com, and myself, Todd Bubba Horowitz of BubbaTrading.com. And Matt, so you were just just finished up your last thought about uh, maybe three or four, is that what you're looking at, like, I guess, platforms is what you'll call them?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no limit to the number of uh, applications you could build upon these platforms, but the number of platforms I think will only be you know three or four that'd be max and you know and that should cover every use case i would think and again those are our coins like ethereum and cardano and eos
1: and yeah all right so let's go into what's going on in the in the in the broader markets which have obviously have some relationship here and i think we'll be more and more entwined as we as we move forward but um i think the first thing to really look at from last week was the oil collapse on uh, you know sold off kind of all week but really got pounded on, on Friday and, and probably according to your stuff very oversold at the moment and probably down on a, some sort of a support for probably a bounce to look for another opportunity to sell what do you think
2: well I can you can I mean there's traditional support right here but uh, that it landed on but as, I wouldn't call it oversold it, you know daily RSI got to 41 I mean that's neutral neutral to oversold I, I think it could go further to the you know to the downside um, it got just up Almost to my, you know, my lateral resistance at seventy-three, and has pulled back. Uh, now it's not a bad time to cover a little bit of shorts, but I'm keeping a lot of them on. I think we could continue lower.
1: Oh, I think we go a lot lower. I just let me yeah. clear that up. I say we. I think we're going a lot lower, but I think that there's going to be a bounce here. Um, you know, and, and I, I look at, the, at, at Friday's action as a blow-off pattern, uh, which doesn't mean it's going back straight up. But I would not at all be surprised to see uh, a buck or two rally here. And what I look at that is just another opportunity to sell more. Uh, you know, like you take some, you, you kind of bicycle. You trade them. You, you, you own if you are short ten, you buy five back, and you resell five on a higher level. So you try to bicycle, but while well, maintaining a core chi, a, a, a core short position. I mean, that's the way I would trade them, and I, that's what I am looking at. What do you think?
2: Yeah, that's exactly how I'm handling it. We have have a core short and then you know trade around it. So cover uh, covered a little bit into the into the weakness on Friday. So, you know, but if we, if we do get a bounce back put it right back
1: on I agree uh, listen I'm, I'm with you I've said that I said I suffered through it and I'm going to continue to stay and it was a lot of suffrage but it did come back a little bit and of course I think the other suffrage was the gold markets which kept going down I think they found a bottom at like like almost 1280 uh, last week Twelve eighty one forty was the low uh, and I, I'd written for Kitco all week that I thought that you know that would be pretty good support uh, they could go to 1260 by the 1280 would hold and it's now back in the 13s uh, what does your work tell us uh,
2: yeah i mean we we were we landed right in a zone that made sense for a bottom i mean i had support there and just a bit lower and it's held uh we've got a bounce back uh we got a distance be, between be, between here and the 50 day and the 200 day so i expect that uh you know we could at least get up to 1325ish or 1323 is where the uh, i think the 200 day is so uh yeah i think we could bounce all the way up up to there minimum i i would actually i don't have as far as my technicals go i don't have resistance that's serious until 1390 so uh we go that high
1: possible I, i i happen to agree i think that the first will be third Excuse me, 1330 will be the first test, but I think they'll go through that. I think the next will be, obviously, the big resistance at 1365 or so, but then I think they probably go higher. (laughs) Excuse me. Anyways, I just, you know, again, that looks like it. Now, the markets basically did nothing. They consolidated all week, but I thought it was interesting that each time they tried to sell out the S&P, they held right where they should have held, and they kind of bounced back, but we're still in a consolidation. And I know you were looking for possible new highs in the NASDAQ and possibly the general markets. Uh, Is that still the case? Are we still looking for new highs?
2: I'm still looking for new highs in the Nasdaq, for sure. The only question is, do we? What do we do immediately? You know, short term. And I, I think more likely we see it fall, but uh, because um, I, it's just the way I'm looking at the the chop of the past two weeks. It looks more like a bear flag. It's um, it's not clarity's not super high still for me, uh, but. Eventually, Nasdaq gets to eight thousand, I say, and but here, I, uh, you know, I'm not long. I, I would, you know, rather short it than go
1: long here. Okay, so that that has changed a little bit because you were more interested in, in in playing some of the dips before and and last week and looking to be a buyer. Uh, which would have worked out very well, and so you've kind of that's that's well, kind of if we,
2: if we had had a more uh, severe you know dip, then right? Yes, I would have been a buyer, but no. But I mean, know.
1: you said I mean, I, I mean, I'm, it's actually a compliment. I mean, that you actually were looking for a spot to buy. You were not going to be a seller, which worked out pretty well. I mean, whether you traded, whether you send an silence to nothing or you traded it, you, you, you were right on on the way that it should act. And but the, the sell off wasn't deep enough in your opinion, so you're thinking this is more of a bear flag type of pattern.
2: It, it it's really tough to read it but yeah it looks a little bit more like a bear flag to me than a than a bull flag i mean i want to see a chop you know if you for for a, a bull flag i want to see a chop lower and uh you know as opposed to higher higher typically resolves to the downside when it's choppy so that seems to be what we're looking at uh, uh, upward chop uh on the s p and a nasdaq so that you know that that leans me bearish i'm not gonna i i i doubt that i'm gonna trade it on a short-term basis uh but we did look we did see rollovers in uh euro stocks 50 and in the Nikkei and in china so you know internationally uh the the markets i'm looking at have rolled over a bit so that plus the fact that we're looking at what i think are probably more like bear flags in the u.s i think the odds favor the downside
1: for for the for the short term and the emerging markets are really getting cracked right now too
2: yeah i mean you know look with the dollar moving up that's not that's certainly not helping them and uh the oil oil prices being higher has helped but you know with that that falling off on friday uh you know the the those two things those two items
1: tend to help emerging markets and i think that uh you know when we when we look at the the picture and of course i think the interest rate i mean they got clocked they got clocked last week a little bit but you know bonds rallied the futures rallied but the interest rates came down but i think that uh, to me that's a, this is a selling opportunity in the in the bond futures what's your take i know you were a little you thought TLT could go much higher first i think but what do you think now
2: oh i agree i mean uh i any strength i think in, in bonds is a selling opportunity but I'm looking for TLT to get up to about 129, and it's at 119 right now, so that's a big rally. Um, but I, you know, I'd love to short that because that's, I see declining resistance coming into play. Uh, to be exact, actually, it's just above 128 now, It's about 128 and a half. So uh, that's that's where I'd be looking to short if I if I could get the the chance to do it. Um, but you know and what would get the question would be what would get TLT that high it would have to be interest rates coming down quite a bit more and what would cause that to happen probably stock market selling off i mean that that would help a bit so We'll see. We'll see if that's what we get.
1: Yeah, you never, you, you never know for sure. I mean, I think, I, I think that they're overdone now. I don't, I don't see it getting to one twenty nine. But again, I don't know. I'm just, just maybe, just because I'm so bearish on on, on interest rate, I thought bullish on interest rates, and I, I just think they're, and I know you agree, they're going a lot higher. And of course, the dollar. Wow, the euro currency just got clocked, and, and it, it's like there's no bottom. Of course, we know there'll be a bounce at some point. Is the euro currency pretty oversold here, or is it still got more room? I know it's got more room to go longer term, but in the short term, does it got more room, room to go down?
2: Yeah, it's pretty uh, – it, longer term, yes, it has a lot more room to go down. Short term, I don't know. I mean, it, looking at the price pattern, there's nothing that really says it should hold up anymore. Uh, but, you know, daily RSI is at 23 It's pretty oversold. It's about as oversold as it normally gets before you see a bounce. So I would think it could go either way here. I think we could, you know, typically with this, when you get this oversold, you see a bounce, regardless of what the price pattern says. Price pattern says there's nothing really to to bounce it here. When I look at the dollar to see the inverse, you know, sort of pattern, it did hit the underside of uh, it did hit uh, the underside of a prior support going back to uh, to last year, the middle of, the, of last year's summer, and uh, it's rising. It doesn't really matter. The point is we ran into it. We're just at it now, so the dollar could pull back, uh, it, and that would coincide with uh, obviously with the euro going going higher. But um, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, the dollar is just as overbought as the euros is oversold. Sold. And I would expect
1: that. Yeah. I'd expect an announcement from Dry or somebody this week just for a quick move. But yeah. Matt Demeter, as always, I appreciate having you on. It's great to have you on the show. Todd, it's
2: always great to be here.
1: This Thanks. is Crypto Investor X with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and myself, Todd Bubba Orwards, Bubba Trading. And, of course, everybody have a great week. Have a great Memorial Day. We salute all the veterans and their families. And we'll see you next week at the same time, same station, at Crypto Investor X. And don't forget to check out CryptoInvestorX.com. That'll do it for today. We'll see you next week. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. We'll see you later.
0: Turn the quiet up. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk, head